0: everybody, and welcome to Episode 6 of the With You, With Me, Be Fierce podcast. I am your host, Javira Soto. Um, I am Head of Partnerships and Community here at We With You, With Me. Um, so welcome back, those who are first-time listeners, just to give you a little bit of insight on what this actual podcast is about. This is a podcast where we get to... Um, showcase basically the veterans that we've helped supported during their transition journey, but also we get to highlight um, some of the fantastic news stories that we have internally within our business with the people um, that are, I suppose, you know, the troops on the ground doing all the work for us to um, provide the military veterans and their spouses the opportunity to find their potential and get recognised within the civilian community, within the tech industry. But we also um, highlight some of the fantastic work that the employees that we're doing some business with and also some community members as well. So um, without further ado, I would actually like to introduce to you to one of our special guests today. So he's like a dual person because you're part of our With You With Me family now. That's but right. you're actually a veteran success story of ours, but even better, you're actually a U.S military veteran success story which I'm super super excited to have you here so thank you
1: um
0: Josh can you um let everyone know a little bit about you please
1: yeah sure um so uh I was in the United States Navy for about seven years um actually you know looking at my calendar it's only been about 25 26 days since I made my exit officially got that beautiful DD-214 all the guys state side know what I'm talking about when I say that um I did a lot of uh, system administration for the first half of my military career, and then I uh, moved over moved over into projects, and I sure. did a lot of work with uh, DISA, which is a major, uh, I would say, contractor with the U.S. Navy. They, uh, they sure. helped facilitate all of our uh, shoreside networks, especially overseas. Okay. Um, so that's where I got a lot of my experience, and that's mainly what I did in my career was either network administration or projects to help. Implement networks.
0: Okay, cool. So, Josh, um, before we obviously, because the folks, he's actually here physically with me. He's not just a hologram, like here from the states. Um,
2: well, we'll, I'm real. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, he is real. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But if you can actually just let me um, let our listeners know um, and the people that are watching us up on the YouTube YouTube channel, why you actually chose to join the military? What's your
1: well, you know, it's probably similar to a lot of stories. Uh, I grew up in a small town. Um, not a lot going on. Not a lot of opportunity. Um, I didn't join the Navy right out of high school. I, okay. uh, I stuck it out for a few years. Um, I went to college, uh, worked a couple fast food jobs, but... You know, it's, it's, it became pretty apparent that when, you, when you're you not doing anything with a purpose, it kind of just becomes mundane and loses traction.
2: Sure. I didn't have
1: a purpose. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was just going to college because that's what they said to do. Right. Um, I got burnt out because I didn't have my purpose in college. And I got tired of working minimum wage jobs, flipping burgers, cleaning tables. Sure. And uh, I wanted to make a change. Yeah. And for me... Considering the resources I had available, mm-hmm. it was either move very far away from my support system or find a new support system. Okay. So, I, uh, you know, walked up to a recruiter at the, uh, I think initially the Air Force.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: And they were just a, they just kind of were like, hey, you know, six, seven months, maybe do all this extra stuff, talk to the army and they weren't very encouraging, but the Navy was like, uh, we've got a job for you. And uh, Wow,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. They yeah. got,
1: th- I was in... I was in and out uh, pretty quickly with them, and that's what I wanted.
0: Okay, cool. So
1: that's kind of – I mean, I I wasn't even picky of a branch, but um, I'm glad it was the Navy after it was all set and done.
0: So, but then I suppose – did you have any ties to the military? Were your family ever serving or anything like that? Or it literally was just because you felt like, okay, I'll go and find purpose in a different community?
1: Um, I think – my uh, grandfather has served in the Air Force, sure. and uh, my great-grandfather was a part of um, World War II on the Italian wow. end. They're actually from Italy. Sure. Um, I actually got to visit their hometowns while I was stationed in Italy. That's a fun story for oh, the time. Wow. Yeah, we, yes, definitely. Um, yeah. But I think what it was is um, more so I didn't have my purpose, and you're always looking, oh, I'm always looking for uh, serving something bigger than myself. Sure. Like a, a, a calling to service, whatever yeah. that may be. Yeah. And uh, the military offers a very big platform for that, obviously. Nothing you do is for yourself. It's always for the bigger picture. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's where I found my home pretty quickly.
0: So wait, let's, um, so that everyone obviously, you know, because I'm one of those people that when I'm listening to a story, I want to like feel like I'm in that story. So when was that? You said seven years ago. So that was like 2012, yes? Oh,
1: yeah, 2012. So I had finished uh, two years of college. I had enough uh, credits for uh, at least an associate's degree. And I should be really, you know, considering I'm paying for college, really be knowing what I'm spending more money on for a bachelor's. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I still hadn't – I took all those classes, all my general ed, and none of them made me feel like, oh, wow, that's what I want to do. And I was waiting for that feeling to come to me, and that feeling or that thought never came.
2: Wow. So
1: then I I just stopped going to college altogether because I felt like I was wasting my money and my time.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I was, you know – Working at a pizza place, uh, Papa John's. Uh, shout out, Papa's in the house. Uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, you're delivering pizza, and yep. I got kind of caught up in that rut for about a year and a half. And I yeah. realized, like, you know, what am, what am I doing? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm delivering pizza every day. With sure. you know, where am I going? I can't deliver pizza for the rest of my life. Sure. Um, I don't exactly aspire to be a Papa John's manager. <laughs> that wasn't yep. enough for me. And what am I doing to give back to my community? How am I? Yeah. How am I answering that call to serve? I'm not. I didn't mm. I didn't have any satisfaction. I was kind of like a just an empty shell. Sure. So I needed I needed something. I needed yeah. I needed an identity really. Sure. And uh the military is quick to hand those out. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. And oh. that they did. They gave me an identity. I had something to identify with. They gave me a, yeah. a skill. I had yeah. a trade. And they gave me something to sink my teeth into. Yeah. And I was able to apply it on a grand scale. Cool. So
0: oh, that's awesome. Um, so why, so, you know, you obviously really wanted to join and, uh, you know, from the the time that I have known you, I feel as though you had a really good time while you were in service. Like, yeah. I
1: did, yeah. Yeah. So, So I feel like, you know, everyone's transition story is different. Sure. Um. A lot of people m- might have been disgruntled, not happy with their experience in the military, and I get that. For some other for others it's medical reasons. Sure. Um, for me, it was you know it was for for family reasons. I actually, I loved being in the Navy.
2: Yep. It was
1: hard. Yeah. It was challenging. I had bad days, but at the end of the day, I believed in what we were doing, mm-hmm. and I was good at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I, I w- like I said, I was answering that call to serve. Uh, nothing feels more satisfying than knowing that uh you're making an impact on the on the battlefield or even on the cyber front whatever it may be uh, i was making an impact i was a part of that team i was a part of that change um i know in the navy we like to talk about how uh, we're always on the tip of the spear we're we're on the if, if there's change coming we're the first ones to initiate we're we're, we're the ones pushing sure and i love that feeling and it was true yeah um,
0: yeah so yeah so then if um before I skip, to like go to so you you know you you touched on the the reasons for um separation was was due to family before we elaborate on that, I really kind of want to talk about what were your highlights like what 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 did it teach you or what was your best moments, whether it was a story behind that, or I suppose that's really kind of made an impression on you to this day from your time in service
1: yeah, I think um I think I went in a boy and I came out a man. Cool. Uh, I didn't really know what hard work was. Um, I had never really worked with a lot of different people. Sure. Um, I wasn't cultured at all. Okay. Um, Everything about the Navy was uh, shell shock for me. Um, You know, you, you go to your first ship and you're, you're sharing a birthing with 90 guys from sure. all different places uh, within the United States. Yeah. And with that comes all the different personalities, all the different behaviors. And just learning that was a, was a huge deal and uh, kind of changes your perspective on the world. Um, as far as professional accomplishments, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but when I joined the Navy, uh, I was not very computer savvy. Um, wow! They said, hey, be in IT. And I said, cool, what's that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then even he got even worse, he'd go to the job, like, all right, now we're gonna go ahead and install the software. And I'm like, What's the software? What's software and where do I find it? And they would literally have to say, push start, go to this, go to that. Uh so yeah, that's how I started. I, and it was uh it was hard. Um Wow and embarrassing and humiliating. Yeah, of
0: course. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh in a way. No, just no, learned, it, yeah.
1: I laugh at it myself. Yeah. Um it's funny the uh the, the military will give you a, a lot of control, even yeah. though you might not be fully educated yet. And that's uh, scary, but also a, a really great yeah. privilege. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys, you'll go to school and you become an IT, yeah. and you learn how to be a system administrator. Yeah. And even after you graduate, you're probably not going to have system administrator privileges for a while. You, know, you might not have that trust with that company. So yeah, hap- uh, yeah, they let hap- you get yes. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a big deal. So that's another thing I got. They let me get in there. They let me do what I want. They let me fail. Yeah, uh, I learned how to fail in the Navy. I failed a lot. Yeah, um, anywhere from advancement exams to projects, uh, being able to properly execute on tasks. Um, sure. And you know, people don't uh, value failure, and uh, and they don't dish it out enough.
2: Okay.
1: But failure is the. It's like the lifeblood of success if you want to be successful and you want to know how to do something you can't be afraid to fail yeah and they put you in flight or flight situations where hey yeah this is your system you're the boss if it breaks you got to fix it you don't know how figure it out if it's broken it's your fault and uh that was very hard but that changes you it gives you really thick skin and it gives you that confidence you need to To be a, a successful system administrator or just whatever job you're doing, it gave you that confidence to do your job. And, and you always get to a point where, like, hey, I don't even, now it's like, I don't even know what this software is called that might, that someone might want me to work on, but I'll figure it out by tomorrow.
2: Gotcha. And by the
1: next day, I'll be good at it. And in a month, I'll be an expert. Wow. You have that confidence. You have that, that know-how because they've helped develop you in that way. Sure. It's trial by fire. Yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not, it's how you walk through that fire, you know? Yeah. You, just, you see those guys walking through the hot coals. Yeah, yeah, guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. got guys, Some guys are scared, but it's the guys who just go for it and they yeah. just walk through it. Yeah. That's what it is.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Um, so I suppose, well, I mean, that's, you know, so what I can take from that is that you you learn how to fail, but in a way where it actually helped you evolve.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't know anything I know now or feel as confident or successful or probably even found myself sitting in this, Building uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I didn't learn how to embrace failure or at least embrace the idea of failure. Sure. That, I mean, because that stems all the way down to like being scared to submit an application. Yeah. Being completely nervous when you're on the phone doing an interview. Sure. Uh, just scared to start a conversation with someone, scared to express your ideas because you're. You're afraid of failing. Well, what if it's a bad idea? What if the interview goes bad? What if my CV is not good enough? What if I'm not good enough? I'm not afraid of that anymore. And the Navy is—they uh they taught me that. Okay. They—they—they they, they gave me that grit that I needed to push on and uh, not be afraid to yeah. make changes.
0: That's cool. Oh wow, that's so cool. Um, so I suppose let's move to. So you separated, like you said, um, and if I heard you correctly, it was twenty <coughs> sixth. 26, 27 days ago? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> – and you said that was for family reasons. So – and and you did sort of touch on before that's there are some people that actually, um, you know, separate because they choose to, which is I think your that's
1: right, your, yeah. your story. Every, every transition is different.
0: Yeah. So can you elaborate a little bit more on um, – I suppose where you were at if, so to, to make that decision, I suppose. You made those choices for family, so...
1: Yeah, and I, I have no problem being open about it. I'm an open book. It's just who I am. Uh, so there I was, hitting my seven-year mark. It was time to sign a new contract. Sure. Uh, you know, in the, especially in the States, 20 years is a full-time. After that, you can retire. Right, um, And you get to keep a lot of your benefits. It's a sweet deal. Yeah. Uh, I know they're changing that. So if people are listening now that you may not that may not apply to you anymore. But yeah. uh, for me, in my case, it was 20 years and I could retire. I hit my seven-year mark and I had to renew my contract. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know me. I'm not a quitter. I'm committed. Uh, sure. If I sign a contract, it's going to probably be for three years. Then I'm at my 10-year mark. Now I'm halfway to her mar- her retirement.
2: Sure.
1: It, am I ready to walk away from being Halfways towards the retirement. Sure. That's a hard decision. A lot of guys have to make that decision when they're in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that um, every reenlistment is hard, uh, and some are easy, but usually around that 10 year mark, that's when you, you feel like it probably one of the ones that matter the most because that's when you, you're you all in. You know, sure. oh, I can't back out now.
0: Yeah, I'm halfway I'm, I'm there. I'm halfway yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. I'm more than yeah. halfway
1: there. So that was my case. I was about to hear that, hit that 10 year mark and um, I had to make a decision. Um, I actually had put in some paperwork to extend my time in the Navy till 2020 because uh, like there were some personal things developing with our family sure. and I wasn't sure but I, I knew that I wanted more time I wanted to give it the right consideration sure. so um, what was going on is uh, my wife is from Australia she's from Sydney you know she's out there in Liverpool What's going on, babe? Uh, <laughs> and uh, she has her family out here. And um, unfortunately, a few years back, her her dad had a really bad spill when he was working on the house.
2: Sure.
1: Um, and he messed up some vertebrae in his back.
2: Oh, gosh.
1: And uh, they went in and had some reconstructive surgery. Yeah. And uh, during that reconstructive surgery, everything went well. And they said, hey, you know, you should be walking in a few weeks.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, a
1: few weeks went by, and he was nowhere near walking. Wow. Uh, turns out he had... Uh, I forget what it's called shame on me but uh he had a conditions where he he was having a hard time reproducing white blood cells
2: oh wow okay and
1: therefore his body wasn't healing like it should have yeah and uh really became uh he lost a lot of function in his lower body yeah so what we thought was just a, a bad spill and recoverable turned into uh he needs help and he needs assistance um you know he worked all of his life uh Mom worked all of her life, uh, and uh, and they're a little bit older in age. And you know, mom can't always pick that up, put sure. him down, give him that help that he needs. Sure. And my wife, uh, that's where she wanted to be. She wanted to be with her parents. She mm-hmm. wanted to be with the people who helped raise her and take care of her. Sure. Um, she felt that that yearning to be there for her parents.
2: Sure.
1: And you know, we all know we make sacrifices when we're serving in the military, including the spouses. And yeah. Uh, she was sacrificing uh, being there for her father mm. to be with me.
2: Yeah.
1: So she supported me and she was there for me, but um, it'd be silly to think that I wasn't a part of that decision.
2: Sure.
1: So um, I sat down and had a few conversations with my uh, commanding officer, and I kind of explained the situation. And I said, you know, I'd really like to get my wife closer to home. Yeah. There's not a lot of options in Australia for
0: yeah. U.S.
1: military, uh, but you know. Uh, you know, you work hard, people respect you, they'll fight for you. So he actually uh, made some calls and just tried to see if there was anything sure. in Australia. There's, like, some uh, some government posts, like yeah, embassies yeah, yeah, yeah. and Darwin. Uh, you got a base out there. But there just were no IT billets for me. Um, yeah. So they did what they could, but th- they couldn't meet me halfway. So then I had to make the decision. Yeah. Um, didn't want to leave.
0: Yeah.
1: I love the Navy. Uh, I love what I was doing. And I was good at it.
0: Yeah.
1: But I needed to take care of my family. Yeah, you know?
0: yeah, of course, of course. Absolutely. I get a little choked
1: up when I talk about it. Hard that's decision.
0: okay. No, no, absolutely. Um, yeah,
1: I needed to take care of my family. So, um, and I don't know anyone, I've never met anyone in the military who will tell you you're wrong for doing that. So. Yeah. They gave me their full support. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. I, I had to make the decision. And we decided to not even stay till 2020 for that paperwork we had filed for the extension.
2: Yeah.
1: We left in 2019. Yeah. And uh, we just... We just went for it. Mm-hmm. We made the move. I sent my wife out six months earlier so she can get everything established. Okay. And then I met her out here. Um, and maybe we can roll into another topic, but um, that time apart was crucial. Mm-hmm. That year up until I left was crucial in how I spent my time and what I did with my time.
0: Yeah, cool. As far
1: as preparing to get out of the military.
0: Yeah. So th- thank you for sharing that with us. I think it's um, you know really important for people to understand – stories you know and each individual stories because there actually could be someone out there that has similar circumstances to what you're going through now and sometimes listening to someone who has the courage to make those choices allows them to kind of go oh actually I'm in a similar situation maybe this is something that I could do as well you know So, so thank you for sharing that with us um so I, I think you answered all the next little bits in terms of why you guys came here. Um, but let's maybe move into what you're doing, how, how you actually... So this story where you are, you're transitioning, how did you meet Wiki with me? What, where was the connection there? Because I yeah. actually don't even know the story, <laughs> so I want to know. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so uh, I have a brother-in-law out here. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, yes, Joe, of course. how's <laughs> it going? Maybe you'll watch this. Uh, he is in the uh, Australian Army. Oh, wow! And he's working over at Hallsworthy, I believe. Yeah, yeah, out here. cool. And um, he's been on the fence about separating as well. Sure. Um, so I hope maybe his bosses aren't listening. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but he said, hey, you know what, I've been, I've been thinking about it myself, and uh, I was like, yeah, so what do you guys have out there? Because out here in the States, we have all kinds of resources. Um, sure. Um, but what about Australia? What do you guys have out there? And um, he goes, well, there's this, uh, there's this company called With You With Me. And they, they seem really great, so that's all it was. It was just a referral from a, a family family member. Sure. I logged in, uh, you know, just registered, uh, followed all the steps. Pretty simple. Yeah. And I think within a pretty short amount of time, I had a, uh, had someone on the phone with me. I think it was either
0: uh, was prob- it Gavin? Was it? Did you speak to Gavin then, or did you speak to one of the Pathfinders I here? I think I
1: initially spoke to one of the Pathfinders here, and then I eventually made contact with gavin at some yeah. point yeah so. sure because okay. this i mean i i started conversations with with youth me almost a year ago
0: yeah because that's sort of yeah because you sort of said that you were like you know which is a really important point um that you actually were planning this for a long yeah, time
1: Yeah, absolutely you know? and that's that's why i said you know um in this transition um what i did with my time was crucial yeah um i spent that entire year yep getting ready to separate yeah and i still felt like it wasn't enough time
2: oh wow you
1: have you have a full-time job. You sure. have to go to work every day. You have to perform. Even even if, you know, even if you're getting out, mm, that doesn't mm-hmm. change anything. You still have a job to do, first and foremost. And you, uh, you, owe that to the, you owe that to the military. It's what you signed up for. Oh, absolutely. You have your obligation. 100%. Yeah. Um, so don't do that thing where you, you just drop the ball and, and stop because you're getting out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I also spent a lot of time uh, mm-hmm. doing my homework. Researching, um, figuring out what the industry wanted, what I had, mm-hmm. what I needed, what gaps that I need to fill, uh, what were my st- strong suits. How can I take, for example, I'm an IT, but I don't exa- I don't exactly like doing uh, network engineering. Sure. And that's you know where people try to push you. And yeah, every yeah. Time I, every time I talk to a recruiter on the phone, they said, "Oh, what about network engineering, system administration?" I was like, "I like IT, but I love working with people." Yeah. How can I do that? So, you know, you got to do your homework. And I thought, wow, you know, they actually, you know, if you get into like project management spaces, you're working and, and, and you're working with a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. You're, and you can really, and this is uh, big for the guys back in the States, you can take that skill set of being a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. a master of none, and make it work very well for you. Because oh, yeah. as yeah. a project manager, you have to stand understand your project methodologies and procedures and processes. Yes, you have to learn that. And that might be a learning curve. But the fact that uh, you've always been a jack-of-all-trades and you've dug into a little bit of everything, yes. it makes you very valuable to an IT project. Yeah, And that's where I, for me, that was my, my niche. I found that and I said, wow, I can do that job very well. And then I spent months seeing what employees wanted. I sure. said, so what are they looking for? What kind of certifications do they want? What kind of certifications do they want in Australia? What, yeah. what do they want to see on a resume? You know, and, that's, and I just spent that year studying Getting certified, uh, educating myself—you don't exactly have to have all the certs and have a degree. Sometimes you just have to be knowledgeable and be able, and you have to be able to express that knowledge yeah. over the phone or during an interview. Sure. So that's what I do with my time. Yeah, great. And I, and I didn't waste it. And I'm telling you guys, I was crunching, and I had a whole year. Yeah. So if you can give yourself more than a year do it yeah don't don't leave it down to the wire you're, you're just setting yourself up for failure and you don't want to do that when you're separating
0: yeah yeah i mean like i know you said before that you know it, it's good to fail because it evolves you but i think for a crucial point because there is a lot of stress when you know and you can't deny that there it's different getting out no, you know yeah. you know so it's, I Im- th-
1: it's important to fail but uh it's assuming that you failed trying yes or you you, you failed doing something yeah uh, not trying and not doing anything altogether is a different story. Yeah,
0: absolutely, great. Um, so a whole year, and then can you tell? I suppose where you are because you're sitting in front of me. So everyone understands, obviously, that you're researching. You got the referral from your brother-in-law for with you with me. But let, can you share with the folks now? Actually, well, what what are you doing sitting with us here right now? What's your what what is actually? Working? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> so. Um, Kind of down to the wire. Um, Every success story is different as well. And um, obviously, it it boils down to sometimes timing and just dumb luck. Um, (laughs) I think here it was just timing.
2: Okay. Um,
1: So I was getting closer to my time to come enter in Australia. And I was actually really on the fence about, I got to a point where I said, you know what? I can get a job. I'm, I'm pretty confident that I can get employed somewhere. But now the question is: Is what do I owe myself? Do I need a break? Do I need a month off? Do I need two months off? Sure. How much time do I need to recalibrate? How much yeah. time do I need to adjust? Mm-hmm. And I think I decided that I want to take two or three months. Sure. Um, man, I was gonna stick with that, and then uh, I, you know, I'm a curious person, by, in, in just curious in nature. Uh, I saw a job posting, uh, I think on LinkedIn by, uh, I think by Brett. Perhaps, yeah. I think it was Brett. That's why I ended up talking to you ultimately. But um, it was uh, just talking about a team lead position. Sure. And I kind of read a brief description, and I was like, "Oh, I I said I was gonna wait, but that sounds like me. I can, I I can, I can be a team lead. I can do that. I could probably do it well." And uh, so I reached out to Brett, and Brett's like, "Yeah, mate, we've already been uh, looking at your profile. We think you'd be a strong candidate." And you know, when you come to Australia. So, on about 30 days. And he said, wow, let me have some conversations because we were looking to start in about 30 days. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes stars align. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Out. Yeah, so that's kind of what happened here. Cause the, the stars align and everything was, you know, the time frames were working out. And, um, you know, the biggest fear is... Uh, all this stuff they, they shove down your throat when you're in the uh, transition programs. Sure, sure. Uh, very valuable, very good information, very informative, but not always. They kind of just make it like a, a one-off thing. Like, all mm. companies will be this way. All things are going to be this way. They don't talk about uh, how great a company's culture can be. Yeah. It's like they prepare you for the worst, but they don't tell you about the best. Yeah, okay. Or the, the better. And um, I think what made me okay about not taking that two or three months off. I was still on the fence about it. I think it was the first day I walked in here. Yeah. And I saw the, you know, the open platform, and I just, everyone was very open and, and accepting, and yeah. uh, I just instantly felt like I was a part of a team when I felt at home.
2: Oh, cool. You know, got to
1: speak to, you know, Tom Moore, yeah. uh, Tom Lauder, and uh, Anindo and, yeah. and Luke, and all those guys, the founders, Yeah, and they were just like, uh, welcome to the team. We're gonna we're gonna push you hard, but you're gonna love every minute of it. Cool. And it, so far, it's it's been exactly true, you know. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy coming to work, and this is my i am almost like two weeks in now. I think I'm, it's I'm like, been two weeks, right? Not even. I think at the end of this week we close two weeks, and I've just been really. I can't sleep at night. I'm just excited to come in.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Actually, it was because yeah, because it was last Friday, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. When yeah. you guys had the um the, onboarding. the yeah the onboarding. And I had thing. been
1: uh, already kind of. Uh, Working with my counterpart, yeah. uh, starting turnover and everything. Sure. Uh, so, yeah.
0: That's was, cool. Um, so, yeah, so I suppose that's a really, um, yeah, it's fantastic because I'm like, you've had like a real journey. You've moved across, you know, the world. You yeah. Know? I, have,
1: I, <laughs> I was, you know, I tell people all the time, I have this knack for uh, never taking the easy path. Oh, well, that'd be boring. It's a blessing and a curse. So, sometimes. Yeah. I don't know how, but I just find myself in these situations where, you know, a typical guy I just got to follow the process and transition out. And I'm like, yeah, but what if I did it and I went to another country? Yeah. How fun would that be, you know? <laughs> like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it kind of put me into the land of unknown and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the stuff. Um, in my case, when you're transitioning to another country, a lot of the information they're giving you in your transition citizens classes are not very translatable.
0: Yeah, true. Um, what
1: they have here is obviously... Or what they have in, in the States is not what they have in Australia. No,
0: yes. And it's I think
1: like vice versa. So yeah. um, I kind of had to kind of forge my own path in that regard. But yeah. I like a challenge. Cool. And I did great.
0: No, <laughs> and it's been wonderful having you here too. So, and then I suppose, I mean, I know you can't talk like too... Well, are you allowed to talk about your role a little bit? I don't think you can talk about exactly where it is and stuff like that, but explain, I suppose, that team leader role and what what's the objective of what you're going to be doing,
1: maybe. In okay, a, yeah. in a very general sense, yeah, sure. Um, in a very general sense. Yeah. Uh, um, in a very general sense, uh, there are um, a lot of countries yep. um, all over the world that are still developing, yep. um, sometimes still third world, but... Um, it's imperative that we make sure that they catch up to us in regards to technology. Sure. And uh, as you may notice that you have a lot of these places where, you know, they do, they have laptops and they have computers, Mm -hmm. but what they don't have is uh, security infrastructure. Sure. They don't have that. Yeah. So um, specifically in the... uh, the Asian Pacific.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, read some cool stats as I was researching my job. The Asian Pacific makes up about fifty percent of the internet use in the world. Wow. And is also largely gone unchecked as far as really? security goes. Yes. So, that's um, kind of a scary figure. Just you know, Always. one little figure. Yeah. So you know, I'm a part of a team who wants to make a change. We want to make a dent in that. Yeah. And in doing so, we want to show um, how it can be done and how others can do it.
2: Yeah. Cool. So that's
1: that's kind of our mission. That's our that's our goal is is to help uh, help someone reach that uh, help a country reach that security in their network, and and provide them secure services. Mm. Um, and, and that's what's great. you we talk about impact and having a purpose and uh, answering a higher calling. Yeah. I you know it checks all the boxes. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 I don't know how I did this, but I, I'm helping a country develop their cybersecurity cyber policies and implementing their cybersecurity networks and infrastructure so they can have a, a more secure environment yeah. and we're hoping to do it in more places.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And then... It's wild. Yeah, that's <laughs> so wild. cool. It's a dream. Yeah, yeah. And like, so... Because... Like, my hand's just going... Um, so, Josh, you were here last night and we we actually had an academy event where we talked about, obviously, the cybersecurity industry where we sort of showcased to um, people that were either watching the live stream or here in person just about the industry. But I want to go from... Take it from where you're saying you, you gain this opportunity to basically develop this for a country. Why? But I want you to tell the people who are listening or watching... Why is that important? So you talked about this statistic of fifty percent, okay, in the Asia Pacific region that we go with unchecked. things. so. If you didn't, if you weren't doing what you're about to go and embark and doing, what would that do? do? Do you know what I mean? So what's the importance? I want you to sort of like so from the industry perspective, the cyber industry perspective.
1: From the cyber industry perspective, um, to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. If we didn't do it, someone else would. Yeah, and you don't know who that someone else would be. Okay. Good. And there are a lot of good someone else's, and yep. there are a lot of bad someone else's out there. Sure. And um, really, it's about um, establishing uh, a positive foothold on the world's internet, yeah. on the global network infrastructure. Mm-hmm. We want the we want the good guys uh, helping mold. Future, yeah, we don't want the bad guys doing that, yeah, um, cool. Uh, it's just better off that way, and that's uh, that's big picture without getting into a lot of details. Um, sure. obviously, um, there's things like uh, commerce, trade, everything factors into this network infrastructure, yeah, absolutely, and who controls that network yeah. infrastructure and how it's managed,
0: yeah, because I think there's some people, whether it's our audience that are listening to us or even other people that are just interested in what we do. That is something that we have to understand. That the tech and especially the cyber industry touches everything, so it affects. If we don't have that security infrastructure, like you're saying, that actually affects trade. That actually affects transport. You know, and all the things that um,
1: it, 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 it even like it affects global powers. Exactly. Like it affects affects everything. It's, it's finance. Of, everything. It's a part of our life now, and it's it's a part of everything, and it mm. needs to be implemented everywhere. And it's not just Um, Cybersecurity isn't just this thing you do with technology. It really needs to be... uh, It's a culture. It's a culture that you have to embrace. The Cybersecurity culture. Um, It's not about... Yes, it is about how how you harden your infrastructure. Yeah. But it's also how you harden yourself. How you harden your employees. How you harden your community, your country, your world.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's just where we're at now. We're losing... uh, I think almost billions of dollars a year in, yeah. in uh, hacking uh, attacks when they're uh, targeting funds, and um, you know it's not just it's not just the big the big global organizations that are that are victims. Mm. If you think about it, they're they're more safe than we are. Mm. Uh, they have millions of dollars that they dump into their cybersecurity industry yeah. or their cybersecurity within their within their company. Yeah, you think of hackers thinking like, oh man, I want to. I, wanna, I can do that. No. The hacker is looking for low-hanging fruit. Yeah. They're looking for people who, you know, aren't regularly s- changing out their passwords, aren't mm. sticking to basic password policies that are willing to just plug in a USB drive into their computer that they found on the streets. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a culture that we have to instill in everybody because um, just because they can't get in to the building's network doesn't mean they can't get into the building.
0: Yeah. Exactly, that's fantastic, thank you. Um, so I think, I, w- I was just looking at my notes here, you, you kind of answered because we've gone a little bit. Yeah, I do that, ahead. I go all No, that's place. okay, that's <laughs> no, all right, because I kind of think I just wanted to obviously have a conversation with you. So actually, no, this one's good, and you have touched on this, but I think it probably, and I ask um, everyone that's on the show this question, because yeah. I think it's really important. So what's one piece of advice that you would actually give to veterans in their transition journey? Or, and then, following on for that, uh, then about thinking about retraining into tech roles with what we do. Yeah.
1: One piece of advice. There's like a thousand pieces of advice. Well, say, uh,
0: yeah. So you know. Uh,
1: it is what you make it. Sure. Your transition is what you make it. Okay. Um, as you're transitioning, people are gonna throw resources at you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're gonna They're gonna tell you what they think. Um, they're going to tell you what they think you should do. Mm. Um, I'll say this. The, the military, they're really good at keeping people in. Mm. They're really good at taking care of you while you're there. Mm. But the only people who are good at separating from the military are gone. They've separated. Yeah. So you have to make sure that you're taking the time to, to take care of yourself and, 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 and do it the right way. Sure. Because the guys who did it the right way, they're on the other end already and they're working they're contributing mm. to society.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, they're busy, you know, because they did it right, mm. um, and that's and that can be hard. The people you want to talk to are already gone, yeah, because they've gone through uh, separating. You don't just decide you want to separate from the military one day. So, you have a plan. Give yourself time. Execute that plan.
2: Yeah,
1: you, you have to do that for yourself. Yeah, and not everyone's going to give you the time to do that. So you need to make the time to do that. Not, yeah. I know that when you're separating, not everyone respects your wishes to separate and uh, they don't value the things you need to get done to separate because it's not a part of their workload. It's not a part of their day. It's not a part of their mission.
2: Sure.
1: It's your own mission that you're trying to accomplish now. Yeah. So you have to make sure you carve out that time and take care of yourself.
0: Yeah. That's great. That's great advice. Thank you. Um, And then if you can then talk about maybe a piece of advice on people that are retraining wanting to or having maybe like a doubt about retraining into tech?
1: So I'll I'll tell you this. Um, Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. Yeah. Uh, Especially when it comes to the tech industry. Sure. Uh, People have an idea of what it is, but they don't really know. A lot of them, a large majority, I don't think actually know what it takes and what's involved. Um, So if, you know, if you're coming out of the military and you were a mechanic but you wanna tap into IT, go for it. Mm. You'll find that it's probably not as hard as everyone made it sound, and it's, it's much more doable. Um, and I think uh, for me, um, I was in IT, but I wanna tap into cyber. Yeah, And that's actually um, where you guys came in. With you, with me, gave me that platform mm. to tap into the cyber community, gave me some additional training that really helped boost my knowledge and make me more aware of what's going on. and. Make me a, a better asset sure. for a cyber team yeah um, and what's great about that is um, I'm like preaching but uh
2: huh.
1: with you with me they what they do is they, you, you guys value someone's aptitude and their potential yeah and that's great because mm-hmm. the cyber the, the tech industry is growing so fast yeah we don't have time for everyone to get degrees. We don't have time for everyone to get all these certifications, and let's be real, you don't need half these certifications to be good at your job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you
1: guys see that, Mm. and you know that, and you're finding solutions for that. So, uh, but that's rare. You guys are a rare platform, that's why I really support what you guys do. But uh, for those guys, if you wanna tap into the tech industry, it's not hard don't let people tell you no or that you can't uh, just go for it even if even if you just start by uh watching some videos on youtube or just registering with with you me with you with me real quick yeah and doing some of the free online training that you can get like that's that's all you need is you need the foot in the door and, yeah. the, and the right kind of support and you're good to go
0: perfect perfect thank you um so that's all. I think. I'm okay, kind of looking at the little sheet that we've got here. I know that's kind of all the stuff that I've got. Is there anything else that um, you wanted to? Hang on. Just wait. 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 Actually, no. I, what I want to do is ask you about. I want you. I want to ask you about the training. So, um, because obviously you came from an IT background. <laughs> but you went into the cyber, what what did you find that was um, beneficial for you in the training that kind of helped you? Because you said it just kind of made everything sort of click that you went, ah, right. So it's not that it made you, you're not an expert, right? You know, that's something that you obviously have to take time. So like, if we talk about the journey that you came into when you were in the Navy, you didn't even know what a, I mean, you knew what a computer was, you know, but you were like, you had to learn that. So What did the training give you that is making you feel more confident about the role that you're just about to embark on?
1: Right. um, That's an easy one. Okay. So when I was going through the course uh, as an IT, Hmm. uh, it started out like, okay, here's the usual terms uh, that we we, we talk about when we talk about cybersecurity. Here's the basic concepts. But the, the part of the training that made up my mind yeah. Was the projects. Okay. You have the Lazarus projects, you have the uh, incidents response playbook, and what that gave me was the uh, a real world application okay. of what that job details.
2: Gotcha. So
1: it gave me a project that, hey, if you were a cybersecurity analyst or for you were in the cyber field, you would probably have to know what an in, uh, incident response plan is, know what the incident response playbook is. You would know how to, you'd have to probably do a Lazarus report at some point. And that's where I hit the wall. And that's where I was actually challenged because you always do all this training, but you never actually get to do any practical application. Sure. Yeah. And especially when it comes to technology, you can talk theory all day. Yeah. And it can get confusing and complicated, and you're just kind of bashing your head against the wall.
0: Yeah, gotcha. But
1: when you sit someone down and you give them a pen and paper or mouse and keyboard and say, hey, you're, you know, you're working at company X Y Z, and this happened. How do you fix it, or how would you report this? We'll give you some guidelines, and now you get to play the role of a cybersecurity analyst. Uh, that's what did it for me. After I was done, I was like, I can do this. This is not as hard as they make it seem. Sure. Uh, I'm capable and I'm willing. You know. Yeah. And that 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 made it real for me.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. So I kind of gave you the the theoretical application for you to go because and put it into practice sort of thing. Because I think – because, I mean, I'm university qualified as well and I know from – I don't come from a tech background. I don't do tech, don't worry. I just, you know, I do relationships. So um, – but one of the things is you get to, I suppose, apply that in that practical sense and they get you to kind of go, you are going to be in a job scenario and that's a real thing that will happen. So, Yeah, so, yeah, so in the job that you're, you're about to, you know, embark on – there is more than likely going to be scenarios, hopefully not, but scenarios where you're going it's to have to do yeah. yeah. But you're going to have to do that and you're feeling that confidence knowing yeah. that you've been trained and you've been assessed on that and you're like, oh, yeah, I can actually do it.
1: You yeah, know? It, it also gives you a, a clearer understanding of, of what's being asked of you Okay. And, and what the demands of the job might be. Sure. Um, I can say that from my personal experience, um, I have a degree in information systems management and I got it while I was working as an IT. And that gives you an opportunity to see what the books say, and I can compare it to what I'm actually doing on a day-to-day basis. And everything that's in the books, it may be relevant, it may be irrelevant, sometimes it's just good to know, but that real-world application, really knowing what the job actually is and what you need to focus on, uh, you could take those books and condense it down to about 10 pages of pertinent information. The, there was i wasn't going every chapter going oh my gosh i do this every day there was just a few things in there uh, because w- when d- people do is they try to give you the whole industry in one book
0: yeah yeah or gotcha. in one
1: certification yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: and that's just not practical yeah usually your job is more defined and you mm-hmm. have a you have a very uh narrow uh skill set that they want you to focus on and do, mm-hmm. especially in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. Military, you might go from system to system, to, to from job to job, collateral yeah. to collateral. Sure. Yeah. Um, but when you're in the civilian world, you just have you just have that one door that you have to go in and and uh, go in fully and never look back, focus on that, become that subject matter expert. Yeah. And that's when you can start uh, looking at the cybersecurity analyst course and saying, uh, let's cut the crap and let's just give them what they need.
0: Yeah, great. Okay, that's fantastic. Thank you. Um, okay, now I've definitely asked all the questions. I'm having a look here. Is there anything else that you, I suppose, want to talk about before we, we sign off? Anything that you want to uh, No, I think
1: I, I, I kind of, uh, in my own way, <laughs> through your questions, said everything I felt like I wanted to say, whether you liked it or not. So. No,
0: it was good. <laughs> I loved it. I even got choked up. It was great. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, s- I suppose first want to say, you know, welcome to Australia, you know. Thank you, thank you. Um, welcome, obviously, to our, obviously, with you, with me family and, obviously, thank you for your service, you know. Um, I know, obviously, it was a, a, a difficult decision, you know, but it was the right one, you yes. know, and it will take some time to kind of, you know, balance that out for yourself internally and stuff like that when that's okay, you know. It's one of those yeah. things that you need do. And
1: uh, thank you. Thank you for being so thankful uh, for everything. And, uh, you know, thanks for being a part of this team that has made that chapter of my life probably one of the better stories. Yeah. It was a success story. Not every chapter is a success story. Yeah. Um, Some chapters are their failures. Yeah. Uh, But this was a success and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that.
0: Oh, no, we're grateful to be able to support you. This is like, for me, this is an opportunity... Um, not only, I, I'm selfishly like, oh, this is so cool, but it, this is an opportunity to be able to highlight to everyone else that, hey, this is what we're doing. And we want to be able to have so many more stories like this. Absolutely. You know, you know so it's just an opportunity for us on, on this podcast, you know, or people watching to kind of understand that, hey, we're real. This is what we do. It's not made up or pretend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, for is. everyone
1: listening, with you, with me is the real deal. Yeah. No no playing around. <laughs> yeah.
0: that's And that's important because I think for us, um, you know, we're still relatively new in the States. Yeah. You know, um, we're much more mature, mature here. Like um, just a little bit of, uh, you know, um, filling up our um, tires. We just won the Australian's fastest growing tech company by Deloitte. Deloitte gave us a recognition last week. So we've grown um, – over 13,000%, and no, that's not made up because they actually have to
1: audit you. Yep, so. I, saw the, I saw the stats. Yeah, so because everyone's <laughs> like,
0: really? And we're like, well, yeah, they actually have to audit you, so it's not made up.
1: Yeah, you guys, uh, not only did you guys win, but you uh, won by a record amount in yes. the history of that award, yes. which is amazing in itself.
0: Correct, so correct. So people
1: who win this award go on to do amazing things, Yeah. and not only did you guys win it, but you won it at a uh, – a groundbreaking level.
0: Yeah, exactly. How exciting is that? Yeah, yeah, I know, and that's really cool because for us, I suppose it gives us this is now that platform time for us to be able to, you know, um, go and cement ourselves and help more of the U.S. military, service Absolutely. men and women and spouses and stuff like that, which is what I'm super excited about doing as well.
1: I'm excited for you guys to grow and expand more in, in the states too. I think this is exactly uh, what a lot of us veterans need. Yeah, and. Uh, I think it's important to know that um you guys aren't just looking for veterans who are about to separate or have just recently separated mm. you guys open up your platform to all veterans correct and their spouses correct so it's 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 all good
0: you yeah know? you know so um so i suppose um yeah that's awesome like it's just it's an amazing i love what we do like i know your you know your journey so far has been really cool yeah so. it's,
1: it's hard not to get on board really quick when you're talking about uh, you know taking care of my brothers and sisters. So Yeah, man. I'm all for it.
0: No, that's cool. Um, so, thank you again. Thank you, Josh, for being here. Thank you for obviously letting, allowing me to rope you in because I think I kind of was last with my eye uh, Can you be on my podcast, please? <laughs> not how I
1: thought I'd spend my Thursday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's happy cool. Happy to be here. Yeah, great opportunity. You.
0: No, thank you so much again. Um, and just to recap, guys, um, that's a wrap for this show. Um, just for everyone else, I suppose what I'd like to be able to do is talk about um, what's up and coming. So on Tuesday, the 10th of December, we have another um, academy event where we're actually going to be talking about automation. So for those who are thinking about going into that space, that's probably a good opportunity to either come in um, into the office here at um, With You With Me in Sydney or or for those who want to register and watch it later, we actually record the live stream, or if you want to be there um, watching as we as we go. But for our American brothers and sisters over there, I am pleased to say that we actually have our next big expo um, in Northern Virginia on the 27th of March, 2020, so I will be there. I'm super excited to see you guys there, to be able to talk about, you know, what we're doing, the training that we're providing, um, and hopefully – well, not hopefully. We will have, obviously, other veteran success stories there to be able to show you what we're actually doing and the things that we're achieving in the States so that you guys can um, have a better opportunity to, you know, transition into really meaningful and finding that new purpose that you were talking about. So um, remember to follow sort of the activity that we have across the – Follow us on our socials, so we're on, obviously, Instagram, we're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, we're on some other ones, but I don't know what they are because I'm one of those people that my kids have to tell me like what the new platforms are. I just don't know them. So um, in terms of listening to us on the, the podcast, we're on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and there's a, another like six but i don't even know what they are um if you want to find them Spotify's the main one or apple Podcasts. we out anywhere. there yeah yeah um just check out our website for any details um, www.withyouwithme.com um if you want to give us any feedback obviously our portal has the opportunity for you guys to, if there's something in particular that you want us to talk about or you want to be on the show because we've been able to support you please tell me i'd love to um have you guys on here that would be great so, just yeah, I want to say thank you again, Josh. Thanks it's for been really me. wonderful speaking with you. Um, yeah, and we hope to see you all guys all next time. So, thanks again.
2: Absolutely.
0: Thanks, guys.